Like if you if you're a college football player, then you know about the program. Like you know you just know about those those historic programs. I don't want to say there's any added juice, but um, internally guys are going to be playing with like an extra chip on their shoulder. I feel like. Hello, everybody. We are back for another episode of the Pod of Aguiland, starring yours truly, number two, Chase Lane, number two in the field, number one in your hearts. Uh, let's just let's get right into it. So, a uh, little celebration time for me. My diploma came in, finally, got it in the mail. So, um, big ups to me on that. I'm really proud of myself for um, accomplishing that milestone in my life. Um, Let's move on. Let's just get right into it, man. Let's let's get into it. Um, around the world in college football. So this weekend we got OU versus Nebraska. Uh, you know I talked about it on last uh, on the last episode how, um, you know Scott Frost just got fired from Nebraska. So, um, obviously that program is looking for some type of direction in order for them to finish strong this year. Um, I got OU in that game by at least twenty eight points. At least twenty eight points. Um, that team just feel like I feel like they're coming together under uh, Coach Venables and that whole staff, and I feel like they're really starting to embrace the culture they got going over there in Norman. So um, I got OU in that game. Uh, moving on, BYU versus Oregon. Um, rarely do I ever go against Oregon in their matchups, besides when they play Georgia. But uh, yeah, I feel like Oregon's gonna get the job done. Um, I feel like Bo Nix will have a have a have a his coming out party. I feel like against a quality opponent in BYU. And hopefully my guy, um, Caleb Chapman, number 19, can can get some burn and can get himself in the end zone. So uh, I'll be looking forward to hearing those stats on Saturday. Uh, moving on, we got Michigan State and Washington. Um, I'm a really big fan of Michigan State's head coach. So, um, and like I like I said, he's a he's African-American coach, so I always want to see them be successful. So, um I got Michigan State in that game. Um, I hope that they can um, get the get the get the get the dub this weekend. Moving on to the Texas A&M Aggies. So, uh, you know, we've been in the news, and um, Coach Fisher's been in the news, and Haynes Haynes King has been in the news, and we've just been so much clutter and so much outside noise has, has been circulating around this program. And um, uh, just saying off the record, I feel like our team has done a tremendous job in focusing on the task at hand um, because we do have a, um, a quality opponent in Miami coming in this weekend. So um, I feel like we've done a great job of just tuning all that noise out and just focusing on what we need to truly focus on. Um, Coach Fisher was asked this week if he would ever consider giving up plays, playing calling duties. And um, honestly, I don't think there's a need to. Um, we, have a, we have a whole offensive staff who is um, very knowledgeable in this game and knows this offense like it's the back of their hand. So um, I have nothing but trust in our coaching staff and especially Coach Fisher and um, calling the right plays. Because if you even look at the film, like watching the game is so different from watching the film. And if you go and watch the film like we did as an offense on Monday, there are so many plays that uh, we left out on the table that could that could have ended up in points. And um, a lot of the mistakes that people saw on film and I that weren't necessarily Haynes' fault was portrayed as Haynes' fault because he was a quarterback. So 
Um, it was a group, like I said in the last episode, it, it was a group effort in that loss. Um, Haynes had mistakes. The receivers had some mistakes. Running backs had some mistakes. Titans had some mistakes. O-line had some mistakes. It was a group effort. So um, I don't think it's anything that – I don't think it's a cause for concern of Coach Fisher's play calling. I think it's just we need to do a better job in executing the game plan. And when we go out there, just knowing our assignments, knowing how to execute our assignments, and uh, just knowing how to just uh, be successful and on the field. So um, – Pros and cons of having our head coach calling plays an offense. Um, pros, Coach Fisher knows the offense. He's been doing it for so long. So um, that's just an easy no-brainer pro off the bat. Um, I don't really have any cons on that. Um, like I said, a lot of our coaches have came under Coach Fisher's like coaching tree. So um, our coaches kind of have like the same philosophy in terms of offense that Coach Fisher does. So um, I don't think there's any cons. I don't think it would be any different if we had any other person calling plays for us. Like I said, um, we all have trust in Coach Fisher that he'll call the plays that need to be called in order for us to be successful in offense. So um, moving forward, um, there has been a lot of talk about who's going to be the starting quarterback this weekend, and is, is Haynes going to get the shot? Is Max going to get the shot? And is even I, I've heard if, if Connor's going to get the shot. Um, I'll just say that um, how we've always done it, quarterbacks, uh, more so Haynes and Max because Connor's a freshman and um, we have two other guys. But Haynes and Max, they get the uh, majority of the snaps in practice and um, leading up from fall camp into weeks one and two, they've, they've both been getting uh, a good number of reps and that has continued this week. So um, if, Haynes, if Haynes is the guy this Saturday, then – uh, as an offense and more importantly as a team, um, I know we have his back and we have the utmost confidence in him to lead us to victory on his and do his part and do his job um, more specific, more specifically. And if it's anybody else, if it's Max, I know we'll have the same trust and same confidence in him. So um, I really do feel for Haynes um, because, you know, as a quarterback, when everything's going good, you're going to get all the glory and when everything's going bad, you're going to get all the hate. So uh, it just comes with that position. Um, we saw last year with uh, Zach Calzada when he was our starting quarterback after Haynes went down. So um, hopefully he's been doing a good job of just, you know, just tuning out the, the negative energy on social media and just continuing to come to work every day. He's looked, he's looked great in practice this week. Um, Haynes and Max have looked great in practice this week. It just, it, you can just feel the, you can feel the focus. You can feel the sense of urgency um, on their part. And, you know, I, I got love for both those guys. So um, whatever guy, if it's Haynes, if it's Max, um, I, I have the most utmost trust, confidence, respect, any good word in the book I, I have for those guys. So um, I'm just I'm just really looking forward to going down Saturday and competing. This week of practice um, has been really good for us. It's been really good for us. And uh, just going back to Monday, like guys came out, like I said, just with a different time, like a different sense of urgency and um, guys seem to be really focused at the task at hand. Um, even when we watched the film with uh, Coach Fisher, he just seemed very encouraging in the meeting room. And um, because, you know, he obviously like sees what social media can uh, say about the team after a loss. So um, even at that first meeting, like we've had, we've had like worse meetings after wins. So 
when I came into the meeting, I was thinking like, oh man, like he's about to get on us, like, oh, it's gonna be bad. But he he you know, he came in, he was he was just like even kill, like uh he was encouraging, he was just like just pointing out the mistakes, but just like also coaching us through it and that's all you can ask for um in your coach. So um I think after we had that meeting with Coach Fisher, like the offense felt compelled, I think it's a good word to say, compelled to go out there and to have a really good week of practice. Um like I said, Monday was good. Tuesday, I feel like, was our best practice of the season so far. Um, guys were just making plays on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. I personally think offense won the day. But, uh, you know, it was just fun. And, and that's when practice – I think that's when practice is really fun. It's when both sides of the ball are making plays, and you can just feel the energy. Like, Coach Fisher was, like, in the back. He, he always stands behind the quarterback in practice, and he was smiling. Like, he was laughing, joking. He was talking trash to the defense. So I feel like, I feel like yesterday, Tuesday's practice told me that this team's mindset and this team's mentality going into this weekend is in a really good place. And um, I think that's the best thing you can say after a disappointing loss is um, the mental state and the uh, mentality of your team going into the next week. So um, I'm really excited for the product that we're going to put out on Saturday. And, uh, you know, I think I think we're all just ready to just, just go compete, man. Like uh, we we know that last Saturday wasn't our best product to put on the field. So I think guys are just really, truly eager not to just say, like, oh, let's go win. Let's not go win. Obviously, we do want to win. But I feel like guys are just more so just ready to just go compete, go hit somebody in the mouth, go make plays and just go just have fun doing it. So um, that's all you can ask for after a loss. So I think that's where the guys are at as a team. Looking into Miami, um, they are a athletic group of guys. We've been watching film um, on their defense. Um, they have a very, they have a very uh, talented secondary. Um, they're they're physical. They're a physical group. Um, they like to get hands on you. They like to grab. You know, it's kind of what we're going to see in the SEC going forward. But um, I don't want to get too much into it. But you know, those guys are they got good players over there. Uh, number two boundary corner. Um, he's a Georgia transfer and, um, my receiver coach, coach Coley, he actually knows a lot of those guys because he was a coach at Georgia and he also was the OC at Miami. So he's got Miami ties and, um, he's recruited a lot of those guys out of high school. So, uh, number two, Georgia transfer, he's a boundary corner. Um, he's a physical guy. He can play, um, uh, field corner, number eight, um, another talented player and, um, their safeties, number twenty-four and number zero, um, good, smart, good, smart players back there in the in the in the back end. So, um, like I said, um, I think guys are just really eager to just go out and compete, especially on the offense side of the ball, because we feel like um, we feel like like seven points isn't us. Like that that's like we only scored seven points as an offense, and like with the firepower we have in offense, that's inexcusable. So, um, I think we're we're just really eager to just go execute and just go you know, just take the take the hard work we put in practice this week and just go put a put a, a good product on the field on Saturday. And at the end of the day, if we do that, then the school board will say exactly what we wanted to say. So uh, Miami, actually, they do have, they have a talented quarterback. Um, you know, I've heard of him, Tyler Van Dyke. He's a he's an athletic QB, uh, one of the premier QBs in the country. Um, Coach Durkin and, and his staff and with our defense, I feel like they'll put together a good a game plan to at least contain him. Um, I've always said it before, and I'll, I'll always say it. I have the 
most trust and faith in our defense and to make any adjustments that they need to make either pregame or at halftime. So, um, yeah, I got respect for their their quarterback over there in Miami, but I also have um, more confidence and more respect in our defense over here in College Station. So, um, is there any added juice when playing a program, a historic program, to say the least, like the U in Miami? Um, I don't want to say added juice, but internally everybody knows. Like if you if you're a college football player, if you if you love college football, then you know about the program. Like you know you just know about those those historic programs who have gone on legendary runs back in the day. So, uh, yeah, you know playing Miami, like it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we know they're gonna be talking trash, uh, trying to get in our heads like a Florida team. Florida did it when we played them two years ago. So yeah, um, I don't want to say it's any added juice, but um, internally, guys are going to be playing with like an extra chip on their shoulder. I feel like if that makes sense. All right, so transitioning, um, I would like to welcome to the studio uh, my close friend, my brother, um, team captain of the football team, one of the team captains, uh, Mr. Damani Richardson. Moving on to my special guest. Um, I'd like to welcome senior safety and also team captain, uh, one of my close friends, Damani Richardson, onto the show. So thank you, Damani, for coming on tonight, bro. Yeah. So let's just take it back, take it back to high school, man. Um, you know, out of high school, you were a highly touted recruit out in the state of Texas, coming out of Waxahachie High School. Um, you were an Army All-American. Uh, you had offers from Bama, Arkansas, Baylor, so many Power Five schools. So um, just for everybody to know what was the reason why you decided to come to Texas A&M? Um, I feel like the main reason I came to Texas A&M is because when I, just, when I came here, like the coaches, the recruits, and just everyone here made me feel like family. Um, I also came because, like, my family could come and watch the games. wasn't too far for them to travel. wasn't too far for me to go back home, give me a home-cooked meal, my grandma, mom, some – but um, I just say that I'd say the main reason I came here just they made me feel like home. The fans let me feel like home. I just feel like um, I feel I feel like I was home when I came here. It's kind of it's kind of cool. I feel like when we ask uh, people that question, or when people ask us that question, I feel like everybody kind of relates back to saying it feels like home because I know for me, like you know, I'm from Houston, so uh, being able to just go home, being like an hour and thirty up the road, is so clutch for me. So. Uh, I know exactly how you feel. So, yeah. out of the gate, our freshman year, 2019, you played – you started in 11 games, finished with 71 tackles, uh, had eight tackles against number one Clemson on the road, uh, SEC all-freshman team. Um, just explain to us, like, how you were able to come into college and, and be so dominant, like, off-rip and just come in and just – uh, make a name for yourself in in this league that we're in, SEC West. You, we know how competitive and how how good of a league it is. So just tell us uh, how you were able to come in and make such an impact off day one. Um, I just I came in just like I have to I have to play like like I always been a guy to just play. I never been like a guy just to sit on the bench. So my main thing was just to do everything you can, do everything right so you can get on the field. Do the best you can so you can get on the field. So my main thing was just try to do everything right. Um, follow the leaders like Keldrick, Casey, I mean, um, Leon, 
and just all of the uh, leaders, the people that was above me. So I just tried to follow them, do what they told, do what they like had the advice they told me, and just how to do everything right. So even though you had such a such a uh, a stellar freshman season, uh, was there any point throughout that season where you were kind of at a low point where you felt like like damn like uh like it's just like what am I doing like I need to I need to shake back like did you ever have that low point during your freshman year where you felt like um you weren't on the high horse like the how the rest of your season was going uh yeah definitely when I it's when I um broke my form I started like getting it was like hard just to it was like hard just like mentally like just playing hurt like you're not playing the way you want to play so just like I get down on myself sometimes, um, just like on the field, I wasn't making the plays I know I could make. So just that part, like I get down on myself and um, I just knew I could play better, but just like that like injury just set me back a little bit. And I just had to pray, talk to God. And he um, he got me right. And so okay, so I asked I asked you'll keep this question last week um, on whether or not he had like a welcome to college moment where. Uh, like you'll say, he got hit on one play, and uh, it kind of made him feel like, oh yeah, I'm I'm in big boy ball now. So, um, you playing defense, I want to know if you ever had that welcome to college moment in your freshman year. Uh, I ain't never really get hit, but I'll just say the people we played, just like um, LSU, really, uh, with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, that was really like my welcome to college moment with Alabama. Also, just all the speed. Talented people, um, just like, a, lot, a lot of talent all over the place. This just made me like really feel like I was in college. And I, and I think it gets overlooked because of what our record was our freshman year back in 2019. I think we were like eight and four or eight and five or something like that. But right. if you like, like look, four number one it, team. Yeah, that's what I'm finna say. Like we played the number one team four times, twice on the road, three times on the road, if I'm not mistaken. So. For you to come in and start as a freshman and still be able to put up the numbers you did, even with the forearm injury, I, I think that's I think that goes unnoticed. So I just wanted to commend you on that. So um, moving sure. moving on to the COVID season, uh, twenty twenty started every game, um, started every game. You had sixty five tackles. Um, you didn't necessarily have the same stats you had as a freshman, but it seems like you were on your route to. Um, getting on some NFL mock draft boards. So if you if you look at your 2020 season and even your 2021 season, what jumps and what improvements do you think that you made in your game in order to um, start getting on draft boards and, and start making these mock draft lists? Um, I also have, I look more comfortable because 2020 I was I had um, I tore my LCL against Bama second game. I know that. So I played that. Yeah, I played that whole season with my brace. Oh yeah, yeah. I played yeah. my whole. I played my whole season. Played that whole season just like with my torn LCL. So obviously I couldn't move like the way I wanted to. So on film it looked like I couldn't like cover or just be the player I knew I could be. Um, like I obviously grinded it out, did what I had to do to for the team, but um. But yeah, I just say like on twenty twenty one, I moved better. Um, I could cover better because I could move better. Um, I just I just show more versi- like versatility like twenty twenty one. So uh, I know you kind of already talked about it like with Jamar 
and uh, Jay Jets and, and Devontae and all them. But um, as of right now, who has been your toughest matchup, either one-on-one or just defensively as a whole? Like from the receiver unit, it could be a receiver, it could be a running back, quarterback. Yeah. Who has been the toughest opponent you've seen? Uh, Just really any of the Bama team in that 2019 LSU team. Um, Joe Barrow and all the guys just talented like, all over the place. So um, I'll just say – like any one of those teams. All right, so moving on to this season, I just want to start off, Brip. Uh, you could have left early last year. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind you would have got drafted. Um, you, you had a good, a good first three years here. So uh, what made you feel like you needed to return back for your senior year? Well, for me personally, just I know I could, like, make more plays. I feel like I can catch more picks, um, make more open field tackles, be more aggressive on the ball. So this was part of the reason. And part of the reason is for, like, the team. Like, we got a lot of talent everywhere, receiver, quarterback, defense, D-line, tight end. I just feel like we talented. So um, I just feel like we got, like, unfinished business. I know, like, the last season turned out didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. So I just feel like I wanted to um, be, a, like, be a part of something special and – Make this last ride a, a great, a great season. All right, so um, let's 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 talk about the defense for a minute. I feel like y'all are probably one of the most talented defenses in the SEC, if not the country. So, um, just talk about what makes y'all's defense so special from from D linemen to the linebackers to second level to the third level. What makes y'all so well rounded? Um, I feel like it's depth, but Another reason is I feel like the, our leadership on that side of the, I I feel like we do like a good little like a good job like leading just like with AJ he's like trying to be a leader he's been like a good leader Fidel Diggs Rakes McKinley um, Coop just trying to hold guys accountable so we can all like play to our best because if somebody is like if a second string corner or a linebacker slacking they all make us weak so I just feel like having like a lot of depth and like making sure guys stay accountable going to school um being make making sure like they're on time to everything hold guys accountable making sure like they're being great on and off the field just helps us to be better on the field i know i, I can I, I can obviously give my perspective but um i, I don't think i'll ever ask y'all like the dbs or anything can you describe just for the fans like what are those battles like in practice between the DBs and the wide receiver? Like, um, have you ever had any, like, heated one-on-ones with anybody during camp? Like, if you can give us just anything for the fans, like, what are those battles? What would you describe those battles as in, in practice? Uh, For me, it's just, like, get, trying to get each other better. Um, I, I can't – I don't remember, like, me personally. I guess in the summer one time, me and Evan – was going at it a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was like nothing. It was just like competition, just like trying to get each other better. I was trying to let them know that. But, um, no, nah, it's just always about out there. Um, to me, it's just always this friendly competition, trying to get each other better. And that's what – that's my that's my main point. I always try to, like, tell tell cornerback, receiver, like, whoever, like, no matter if you win or lose, just getting each other better to go out there and play Saturday so we can all be great. And, and you, um, you kind of got your hands full because in practice, you, because of the side you play, you really only see action from guys like Evan, 
and Anias and, and JP and those guys in the boundary. Right. So uh, I know I know you'd be seeing a lot with them and the combinations they have in, in practice. So uh, moving forward, um, as a leader of this team, as a team captain, yes, yeah, as a team captain of this team, excuse me, uh, how did you approach getting the guys uh, back on track this week following the loss uh, against Appalachian State? Um, I just feel like um, I just told the guys, like, just put the loss behind them, flush it, let's move on. Like, we got to li- live and learn. So you got to put the loss behind us. Um, you can't let, like, one loss become two, two become three. So my main point, just put that loss behind us. Um, it happened. Um, it, ain't the, it ain't the end of the world. So we just got to go out there, practice hard, and you guys got to play and practice hard like we just so just just forget about the game. How do you how do you feel like practice has been like um, defensively? Because we only see y'all for like two periods out of the whole day. So just for just for so I can know and so for the fans can know. How do you think practices look for you guys this week? No, I feel like it's been good. Like yesterday, you know, we um, Tuesday mm-hmm. we um, finished our practice and then came on y'all feel just like energy yelling, trying to get y'all hyped up, making practice fun. So. Mm, I feel like it's been good. We haven't been – I haven't like really been seeing guys, like, down and, like, mad over the loss. But I feel like we've been doing a good job with energy, um, showing up and um, practicing really hard. Yeah, and just like you said, like, y'all came over to our field lit. Like, y'all was over here, like, yelling and stuff. And I felt like that only just made us – that made us just want to go out there and just compete. And uh, I felt like yesterday was right. probably one of our best practices, like, of the season, including fall camp, because just – even like Jimbo was back there smiling and everybody was just having a good time. Both sides of the ball was making plays. So I feel like that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So um, moving on to this weekend, we got Miami coming in. Everybody knows it. Um, what are some things that stand out uh, about Miami offensively? Um, I feel like the quarterback, he's a, a good player, um, 6'4", um, good passer. They got really good shifty running backs. Uh, four and 21, they're really good uh, running backs. And then they have a, a good receiver, number seven. He's like a shifty, like a, um, like Renfro-like type guy. He's like a, a option guy, a Nas type guy. So they, I feel like they do a good job with just like running the dive, mixing the mixing the passing it, like mixing the passing it. Um, the quarterback does a good job throwing the ball. So we just got to come out and play, play really hard and play really good execute yes sir that's what it's all about so just uh one of one of two things just to close with um i know we all know damani richardson the football player and the standout safety and gonna be a future draft pick uh probably first round but just for the fans to know who is damani richardson outside of football i know we know you come from waxahachie texas you texas grown so just explain, just it don't gotta be a lot. Just tell us who you are outside of football. Um, I don't know, like what, um, what big to say, but um, I just, I, I'm just like cool guy, just chill guy, basically. Um, from walks at you, like you said. Um, come from my, I raised, I, raised, I was raised with my grandma, um, mom and dad in my life. Um, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know how to say it. I don't know what to say really, but, um, this cool guy from Wagasachi. 
Um, Keeping yeah. it simple. Keeping <laughs> it simple. That's it. But, okay, so uh, just once again, bro, I just want to thank you coming on. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to do a podcast forever, and uh, I consider you one of my closest friends, so I really appreciate you, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on my show. So, uh, just if you have any last message to the fans about the game this weekend, um, about what they can expect from us defensively and as a team, just – uh, just just give us something for the fans to close it off. Um, I just want to say I appreciate y'all for just pulling tickets. Um, no matter if we win or lose, win or loss. So I just really want I just want to say I appreciate y'all and beat the hell out of Miami. Yes, sir, appreciate you, bro. Lastly, I would just like to thank everybody who tuned in to another episode, another exclusive episode of the Pot of Ag Gland. Uh, go get those. Season passes, if you have not done so yet, um, for exclusive content coming to you live on Thursdays. Um, much love to everybody who is uh, continuing to support my podcast. Uh, much love to my guys over at Permian Media. But uh, yeah, man, uh, looking forward to this weekend and uh, it's my mouth. <laughs>